Hello again, my friend, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Today's episode is a little bit different in that this is a recording of a masterclass that I ran inside the Separation Club, and I wanted to share it with you because we're talking about something really positive, which is how to invite in happiness, how to create space for happiness, how to you know, move towards that when we're going through something that is so difficult. You'll hear me mention in the beginning, there was a part one, and I will include in the show notes how you can catch the video replay of the part one of this masterclass. But today I invite you to join me as we talk about how to invite happiness back into our lives. Yes, you are allowed to be happy. Yes, there is actually such a thing when you're going through divorce and after it. You don't have to wait. It doesn't have to take years. It can actually start today. So let's do this. My name is Elizabeth and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. I am also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. In today's episode, I will be talking about happiness, how to bring it back into your life. So join me. This is going to be a good one. We're going to talk about happiness today. Part one of this masterclass was about kind of understanding where pain comes from and letting go of it. And by letting go of pain and letting go of things that feel really heavy and difficult in our lives, we have the potential to invite in something else. And it's actually really important to, to do that because if we create the space and do nothing with it, it ends up going kind of back to where we were. I'm not really like, I'm making it sound like I'm talking about moving furniture around and that's not at all what I'm talking about, but we do have more control over what we choose to have in our life and how we how we feel than we often think we have um it's you know it can be hard to you know going through a divorce is it feels very out of control feels very like there's this thing happening in our life that we have no control over and everybody else gets to decide our future but i really want you to kind of hear that the good news today is that you actually get to decide how you feel and I know that's not always easy, so I want to give you the tools that you need to to make that a reality. And a big part of inviting in or welcoming in happiness is um, getting sort of unstuck from the past. When we're feeling unhappy, we're feeling pain, we're feeling out of alignment with ourselves, it is usually, like always, because of something that's happening or has happened in the past, which means that if we're feeling that way, we're actually still living in the past. So in order to move forward and be happy, I want to be happy again. I want to feel good again. I don't want to feel pain anymore. Well, then you have to stop living in the past. Um, And, you know, we can, we can say to ourselves, oh, that's real, that's easy for you to say, or that's really hard, Elizabeth. But what if we just entertain a notion here? What if it isn't hard. What if it isn't hard to to feel good again? What if that's something that's available to you 
and actually easy for you. So I want you to really kind of embrace that concept that what if it's easy to start feeling happy again, right? In order to, well, like I said, you have to decide every day to, to change how you're thinking. We tend to be unconscious in our thinking. We think something like 70,000 thoughts a day. Like it's insane how much we think in a day. And while we're doing that, we tend to just repeat these go on autopilot. Like when you think 70,000 thoughts, that's a lot of thoughts, but most of those you don't even realize are happening. It's like autopilot. Like you, you know, you brush your teeth, you brush your hair, you have a shower, you prepare a meal, you drive to work, like all these things that you don't really think about. You just do them because you do them every day and you know how to do that. So a lot of these 70,000 thoughts are like just things that just kind of, you don't even notice that they're happening, but every single one of them is the same as they were the day before. It's like part of our program. We have this program that we run every day in order to change our lives and change how we feel. We have to change the program, which means we have to change how we think. And I know I've said this to many of you before and bear with me here because it's such an important message. You can't forget for even a moment that you will have to actively participate in the change because the moment you take a break, the moment you kind of go, you know, like, just don't think about, I want to be happy. Your brain will just pull you back to the past. It's what it does. It pulls you back to what it knows, even if that wasn't something that felt good, but it pulls you back. So when you're trying to feel better because of your divorce and you're trying to heal from things that happen, you might find like why, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're just like ruminating over the same pain and you're thinking about the same things or you're lying there at three in the morning thinking about those things or you end up talking to your friends about the same things, always about the past, what was happening in the past, even if it was just yesterday or earlier today, but always in the past, right? it's our brain just goes like, whoa, like, I don't know what kind of uncharted territory you're doing over here. Like, I don't, happiness, like, what is that? This feels scary. This feels different. We're going to pull you back to where you, where I know what to do, where it's familiar for me, right? So our brain just automatically pulls us back, which can make this whole journey very frustrating, by the way. You need to stay vigilant when it comes to this choice. So I want, if you guys have a journal that you're writing in and you don't have to, but I want you just even to say out loud to yourself, you're all muted or you can whisper it in your head. I choose to be happy. I choose to be happy. And I choose to do the things moving forward from like this moment. I choose to do the things that are going to make me happy. One of my um, clients who's been with me from the very beginning of the separation club, she took freedom to rise and, um, the very first day, that's a course that I run. And the very first day, my question to all of them is, it always is the same. What do you want out of life? What is it that you want? And she told me how she wanted to feel happy and that she had actually been in the store the day before and had seen this like decorative sign that you can put up in your house. And it said, I choose happiness. I choose happy or I choose happiness, something like that. And she put it in her cart. And then before she left the store, she pulled it back out because she said, I didn't feel happy. So I didn't feel like I should have this sign. Think about that. What does, you know, she was so uncomfortable keeping that sign in her cart and potentially putting it up in her house that she took it out of the cart because of course she wants to feel happy. But that phrase, I choose happiness, that made her uncomfortable. 
So you could speculate, is that because she doesn't know how or realizing that this was something that she had to make happen, or maybe she didn't feel like she deserved it. I don't know. I, you know, that can be a conversation for another day, but think about that. Like, so I made her go back to the store, by the way, that was her homework after our first class. I literally said to her, you go back to the store, you buy that sign and I want to see it in our next class. And she did. And I want it behind you. Like, I want to see that every time we have our class. And every day, every time I made her like, look at the sign and say out loud, I choose happiness. I ask you, do you choose happiness? I know that's why you're here. You're probably thinking, well, obviously that's why I'm here, but I'm going to be asking you today to commit to your happiness. You showed up here today because you want to feel better because you want to call happiness into your life. I believe you, but are you willing to do something about it? Or do you think that just listening to me for the next 45 minutes is going to just, oh, that's it. Happiness is the future. I wish, like, honestly, if that's all I had to do was talk to you for 45 minutes and your life was happy forever after. I would be a millionaire. I'm not. So we're going to have to do some of this work together. All right. What could potentially happen or what would happen if you started to change the way you're thinking or you start to even accept and consider that? What if I looked at my world differently or what if my everyday thoughts that keep me in the past? What if I change those thoughts? What do you think would happen? And as you're thinking about what I'm saying to you, I want you to think about a recurring thought that you have, like something that you just keep on repeat in your mind and that it brings you down and how easily that thought just invades, right? If you have a journal in front of you, I want you to write down that thought, that negative thought that tends to show up. Like for me, when I went through this, my ex-husband had an affair. That was kind of what triggered the end. And I used to wake up in the morning and my very first thinking was like, what are they doing? Are they happy? Are they laughing at me? Like I was, I used to think about all these things and then I changed my thinking. I'll tell you about that in a moment, but what would be the opposite of that? It would be more like, it doesn't matter what they're doing. That's not my business anymore. My future is not based on what they're doing and my past. My future is actually based on what I choose to do today. So we're having this masterclass late in the day. And when this one's over, I would imagine most of you are going to start preparing for bed. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> and before you go to sleep tonight, I want you to ask yourself, what am I going to do tomorrow morning that is different, that is going to change my day tomorrow? And we're going to talk about some ideas here for sure. But if you're not willing to change anything, nothing will change. That I can promise you. What would happen, for example, if you started to meditate or started to incorporate a gratitude practice or started to be more mindful? Or what would happen if you started to speak kindly to yourself, to be loving toward yourself, to say nice things to yourself like you say to your kids? Because I know most of us are like, when we say something to our kids, it's like, oh my God, you know, you can do anything. You're amazing. You're so talented. You're so clever. You're so creative, all this stuff. And then what do we say to ourselves? Oh, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe you did something that stupid, or I can't believe you made that mistake, or why are you always like this? Or why do I have to get so emotional? Or why, you know, this is what we say to ourselves, like, hello, stop that. All right. Just stop that. I want you to make a commitment today also, and because I hear this way too much. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through like about 
10 or 11 things. So if you want to make a list, and I know Rosa, I'm speaking to you here because you love your list. So if you want to put number one, I want you to commit to stop waiting to be happy. You know, many times I hear from women, oh, I can't, I don't think I can take that course, Elizabeth, because I just, I need to finish my divorce first, or I can't join the membership because I just, you know, until I have finished figuring out my divorce or what I'm going to do, I can't, I just have to do this first and then I can focus on my happiness. What are the things that you are putting ahead of your happiness? What are the things that you've decided are more important than your happiness? And if you are writing down my kids' happiness, you would be wrong because if you're miserable, they pick up on that and you are not making them the happiest they can be. Make yourself happy and you will be much more able to make them feel really safe and secure and happy. So stop waiting to be happy. Number two, add some happiness to yourself right now. So (laughs) this is like, visualization, right? But what would be, what would a happy life look like to you? What are you doing in your happy life? What are you seeing? What are you thinking? What does your house look like in your happy life? What does your bedroom look like? What are you doing for vacations? I don't know what it is, but I want you to visualize it. So when I say add happiness to your life right now, I want you to picture yourself having the things that you believe you need to be happy. See, here's the the, the conundrum, the sticky part that we get caught up in. When it comes to visualization, we we find it really hard to imagine ourselves doing something that we don't have. So we think things like, I'd really like that, but I don't know how to get it. Or I wish I could figure that out, but I can't let go of this pain. Or, you know, maybe other people are able to get happy, but they might not have experienced what I experienced. You know, my situation is different. My situation is more painful, difficult, complicated, whatever. I'm not saying that you don't have a horrible situation behind you, but regardless, you can choose today to not let that be your future. You can say to yourself, that happened, but I don't want to live in that place of trauma anymore. So trauma is something that we feel as a result of something that happens outside of us, like a divorce, like abuse, death, horrible things, war, you know, those kinds of things. But we get to choose how long that trauma gets to be part of our lives. It's not going to happen in a day. I'm not going to pretend that. You can't just wake up tomorrow and go, okay, I guess I'm done. Elizabeth told me I'm done today. So I'm just going to choose happy and that's it. But that is the beginning. If you're willing to accept that there's truth to what I'm saying and you are like, okay, I'll I'll give this, what she's saying here, a shot. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to do something different. And I'm going to tell myself that I'm happy. And I'm going to imagine myself feeling the joy of living this happy life that I see for myself in a new home or with a new partner or um, starting my own business or whatever, whatever it is that you feel is your happy place. Start seeing yourself there. Start imagining that to actually be a reality. How different do you think your day would be tomorrow? or the day after tomorrow, let's say, if you did that tomorrow, you wake up tomorrow and you do the things that I'm saying today, how different is, so what's today, Monday? No, yes. So Tuesday, you make the changes. What does Wednesday look like? And then you make, you do the same thing again. What does Thursday look like? What will you feel like by the weekend? Do you think it's possible that you might feel a little better and more hopeful? Put a yes or no in the chat. 
tell me in the chat if you think I'm smoking drugs here. Okay. So either put like smoking or yes. So like I said, add happiness to your life. One way that we can do that is to visualize what we want. And at the end of that, like imagining yourself on a tropical island, lying in this comfy chair, looking at a beach with a drink in your hand that has an umbrella in it. Okay. And you are just in heaven and you're taking one of those pictures, you know, that you see on Instagram, like where people show their toes and the beach and you're the one posting that picture. You're not the one looking at them going, if I see one more picture of someone's toes on the beach, I'm going to murder someone, right? Like we've all thought that. Well, now you're the one posting the picture. How awesome would that be? And how wonderful is it to dream about that? You're allowed to, to want that and to dream about that. And I think you will have a better morning if you start your day thinking about that. One way that you can kind of live into that feeling is to look at pictures of what it is that you want. Like, let's say you want to, you're, you're excited about moving into a new place. Maybe you still live with your ex and you're about to move out. Or I know one of you is looking for a new apartment. Start compiling pictures of what you want to decorate your bedroom to be like in that new place. You know, our bedroom is like a special place, right? It's our sanctuary. So what if you start to like go on Pinterest or whatever and print off pictures of what you want your bedroom to look like? And maybe one day you're in the store on the weekend and you just happen to see this pillow in the corner on the couch. And you're like, I know that that pillow belongs in my future bedroom and you buy it. And that's just part of preparing yourself to invite this happiness into your life. I actually. Um, when we were years ago moving to Chicago and I'd been down there, I'd seen the house, we bought it and I came back to Canada to pack up and organize our lives. Um, but while we were down there, I had walked into some decorating stores because, you know, that's what you do when you buy a house. And I'd seen this fabric that I fell in love with, like fell in love with. So I bought it. And when we moved into that house, everything that I bought for that house had to fit the fabric. And I remember the a woman who actually ended up um, sewing the curtains with the fabric for me, because I'm not a seamstress. She said, never before have I designed a room around curtains. It's usually the curtains that pull the room together, right? But anyway, I'd fallen in love with this fabric and that's just the way it was. So, you know, go out there and find that feeling in the pillow or a blanket or a rug or a painting or something. or plan your trip and cut out some pictures and maybe put some flip-flops under your bed instead of the slippers. I don't know. Just do something to remind yourself of your happy place. Okay. Number three, I need to motor on here. Make self-care part of your routine. Yes, Elizabeth, you talk about self-care all the time, but I do. And it's because it's so important. And, you know, I get this question almost as often as I say that self-care has to be part of your routine. So I'm going to answer it just in case you're thinking it. How do I even practice self-care when I'm going through what I'm going through? And what does self-care have to do with happiness? Like, okay, so self-care can be so many things, but basically what self-care is, is you taking care of you, you giving you what you need, you being kind to yourself, compassionate to yourself, patient, you taking yourself to a masterclass like this, you planning your vacation, you doing what you need to do to be happy. You saying you matter to yourself, like in the mirror, 
you matter. Every single one of you on this call, every single one of you is watching on Facebook, you matter. Your happiness matters. So do the work is what self-care. Do the work, do the things that make you feel good. And that kind of leads you into number four, which is getting into a joyful state of mind. So if you kind of follow the thread here, you'll I think you'll notice that you know these things kind of lead you to that place. So get yourself into a joyful state of mind. Now, joy seems really big and maybe hard to reach, but think of things that make you feel happy, like silly things, like maybe a song, you know, you like to dance to. So the joy you might be able to feel is maybe only as long as that song is, or maybe as long as a phone call to a friend, or maybe as long as you cuddle with a puppy that your neighbor just got. But grab those little joyful moments and let them last. So instead of reminding yourself of the past and yesterday and the pain, take a moment and go, cuddling with that puppy was so amazing. Or I'm going to look at that picture of that tropical island one more time. Or I think I'm going to put that pillow right here beside me so I can dream about my new place and what it's going to feel like and look like. Because it's going to feel like and look like this pillow here, right? Just find ways to bring that joy into into your day. Okay, number five. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Do you have you ever found that worrying about something makes anything better? Does worrying make you feel at peace? Make you feel calm? Save the day? No, it's just stress. Worrying is stress. It's not handling things. It's not taking care of things. It's just literally jumping into these places of oh my God, what if this happens? Oh my God, what if that happens? Oh my God, what if this happens? It's like the worst case scenario game, which is like a horrible game to play. Worrying has no useful purpose in your life except to stress you out. And it is, again, it is your brain. Nothing's wrong with you, by the way. This is your brain going, oh my God, you're doing something new. This is scary. Let I am going to present you with a number of what if scenarios so that you can worry about them and stop doing this new thing, whatever it is, and go back to being miserable, please, because I know how to do that. So as you're like planning a vacation that you've never gone on before, and you have to do these things that are really uncomfortable and you start worrying, um, Denise, I'm going to use you as an example. You're coming to Costa Rica with me in March, and I'm so excited about that. And you had never traveled outside of the US before. So one of the things that you had to do was get a passport. So like, And I don't know that this necessarily worried you so much, but to use that as an example, that could have potentially worried her a lot. What if I don't get it? What if something goes wrong? What if I don't get it on time and I've committed to this trip? And so worry, worry, worry. I better not commit to the trip. And and like you start stopping yourself because you play this terrible what if game. Well, guess what? Like um, big uh, announcement. Denise got her passport and she's coming to Costa Rica. So she's going to expand her world. But I'm sure that there was some worry involved in that because these are things you've never done before. And it's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's your brain going, whoa, this is this is unknown. We don't do this around here. We don't get passports. We don't book trips to other countries in the jungle with other people. We don't do that around here. So worry, 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 like alert, alert, pull her back, make her stop, go back to like living your, your life doing, don't go anywhere. That's what our brain does to us. And it's even what it does when you're trying to get away from the pain. It does that to you. It'll go like, we're used to being in pain around here. We cry. That's what we do. We like we like that emotional puddle. You know, we like sitting in it. It's okay. Like, yeah, we know how to do that. What do you mean you're trying to be happy? Like, 
date again? Are you nuts? He might reject you. He might be horrible towards you. Any number of awful things could happen. Don't do it. I don't think I'm ready to date, you think to yourself. I'm just using these as examples. But this is what we do to ourselves, okay? So stop it. Like, just kind of go. So what you do is you kind of go, okay, wow, I see what I'm doing. I'm doing that thing Elizabeth talked about. My brain is doing it, and I can stop it. You are in control of that. You can say, well, cut that out. We've got nothing to worry about here. Like, nothing. People get passports all the time. People travel all the time. And people go on good dates all the time. So I'm just going to do that, right? As you do these things more and more, your brain starts to realize that, ah, this actually makes you feel really good. So maybe I won't throw so many roadblocks in next time she wants to do it. Okay. Six, appreciate the small things. Um, this is simple. It's mindfulness. It's noticing a beautiful day, a sunrise, a sunset, a really good cup of coffee. You know that when you lift that cup towards you, it's like, oh, yeah, my cup of coffee. Maybe it's a nice glass of wine. Maybe it's sitting down with your favorite tea and a book, but it's appreciating those little moments in your life that are really quite special. We all have them. It's a phone call from a friend. It's a visit from your cat. It's, it can be anything. We tend to get so mired down in our worrying and our pain that we don't notice those things. We just pet the cat and don't think about it. We just drink our coffee and don't notice it. We look out the window, but we don't see the sunrise. You know, it's, it's not paying attention. By paying attention, you will discover that there's beauty all around you, that there's kindness and love all around you, that there's comfort and goodness and yummy coffee and really nice wine available to you. And when you start to notice those, they start to push away the unpleasant thoughts because you start to fill them with good thoughts. Because as you're enjoying your coffee and you then look up and you can enjoy the view out the window and you can take a moment to say to yourself, thank you. I appreciate this cup of coffee. I'm grateful that I noticed the sunrise this morning. You'll feel good just doing that. And for those few minutes, you have pushed away the pain and your brain is starting to understand she likes this. I'm going to make sure she notices the coffee tomorrow as well. I'm going to make sure she looks up and out the window around seven o'clock in the morning when the sun rises, because she seems to like that. And you'll start to notice. Have you ever noticed that when you start noticing something, it's suddenly everywhere? Have you ever, have you ever experienced that? I certainly have. It's like when I went and bought a car once, <clears throat> And I was really excited about this car, but I had to wait a week for it, like, you know, that waiting period. And suddenly I saw the car everywhere. Like everyone seemed to have my car, my, my car. I'd never noticed it before. When I saw that car, it was a secondhand car. When I saw it on the lot, I had never seen that car before, but now it was everywhere. It was just, but every time I saw the car somewhere else, I was like, I'm going to have that car soon. Joy, happiness, right? Happy thoughts. All right. Number seven, surround yourself with positive people. This is really, really important. You know, we all have those people in our life who tend to be very negative, 
or they really like to talk about the negative things. So maybe you're thinking, I am sick to death of talking about my divorce. And I know, I know I got to that place. I'd phone my well-meaning friends or they'd phone me and they go, Hey, how are you doing? How are things going? And I would jump into the story right away. Just jump into it. Like, Oh, Oh, you're not going to believe what happened this week. And right. Like just going on about it. And suddenly 20 minutes later, I'm like, Oh, I can't believe I just like sat here and just talked about myself and my misery for 20 minutes. So I started to get really good at answering the phone. And when they asked me how I am, I'm like, I'm good. How are things going with the divorce? Don't want to talk about it. I am so sick of talking about that. And me, there's nothing new that I need to share with you. And so let's talk about you instead. That was like, it was my conscious and deliberate effort to push that away. Be around people who allow that shift, who will say when you, when they hear you say that they go, okay, yeah, I can do that. And also be around people who just naturally lift you, who are positive and try to find the silver lining and who are not looking for the dirt and for the negative and for the, you know, so try to really embrace time with people who are positive. And when you do have to be around more negative people, like it might be your family or something like that, you know, sometimes we have parents who tend to be very doom and gloom, try to minimize your time around negative people and minimize their allowing their, them to influence you. So if they start talking about negative things, you can just kind of nod and smile. If it's about you or they're asking you questions, like I said, you can just stop them. You can switch it. Okay. Number eight, one of my favorites, laugh more. So one of the things that I had to do because I wasn't laughing a lot there for several months, I started, like I'd say something silly to my kids and they would be like rolling their eyes. I'm like, I can't believe you're not laughing. I am so funny. So I used to say that all the time to the point where it actually became a joke that like they started laughing because I wasn't funny, but they laughed at the fact that I kept saying I was funny. Like it's silly, but find ways to laugh more. It made me laugh more. It ultimately resulted in that I spent more time laughing. Maybe it's watching a 30 minute rom-com. No, maybe not a rom-com. Some kind of a comedy on Netflix or something, something silly like Friends or How I Met Your Mother. That's a pretty funny show. Um, Office, The Office, whatever. I've never actually watched that, but watch something that'll make you laugh. Like take your mind off things, make you laugh. Tell yourself, I'm going to watch one, maybe two episodes and that's it. But just do things that make you laugh. Number nine, love more. Live from a place of love, meaning approach yourself with love, show love to the people around you. I'm not necessarily including your ex here, but how about you approach your interaction with your ex from a place of loving yourself? What if you ask yourself, you get this nasty text maybe, or just even just maybe something nasty, maybe it's just stressful for you to be around this person. You find it challenging to be around him or her. So maybe it's just saying to yourself, how can I love myself in this moment and make this moment feel better? Would it be to shorten the time that we're together? Would it be to change how we transition the kids so I don't actually have to see my ex? Um, Would it be better if I communicated with them via text message and then I don't actually have to talk to them and we're in person? Like, Just say to yourself, from a place of loving myself, how can I make this feel better? So that's with regards to your ex. When it comes to other people in your life, it's easier and you can approach things from a place of because I love this person, I'm going to do this or because I love myself, 
I'm going to choose to show my love for myself by doing this thing. Maybe one way that you choose to love yourself more is to do more self-care, is to come to more masterclasses. It's to um, do what you need to do to feel better and not question whether it's worth it or whether you can afford it or whether you have time. Maybe loving yourself is saying, no, I love myself. So I am going to do what I need to do to be happy. I want to be happy. And I understand that I get to choose to be happy. I need to learn how to do that. And I will do whatever I need to do. I have just um, bought the book well, a little while ago called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And he had a different way of approaching affirmations, which I really liked. I actually wish now I had these notes in front of me, but I don't. Um, I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but he when it comes to affirmations, he had a different way of saying it. And he was like, I am, for example, I am, let's say happiness is what you want. So how would you do an affirmation around that? I am working on feeling happy more of the time. I am committed to my happiness. And in being committed to it, I commit to doing this, this, and this. It might be reading self-help books. It might be, I'm going to meditate every morning and I'm going to um, be more mindful or I'm going to go for walks or I'm going to watch a sitcom. I don't know. I, I like the way he approached affirmations because it didn't just say, I am happy, which is what affirmations often are. I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am whatever. Instead, I commit to feeling more worthy and I do that because I know if I feel worthy, I will show up better for my, my children or at work or for a future partner. And I'm committed to my worthiness and in my commitment, or, or rather I commit to doing this, this, and this to feel more worthy today. And I found that to be such a, to, for me, a more workable way to use affirmations. It just made more sense. And it was something that I can like get emotional about instead of it being standing in front of the mirror. I am worthy. I am beautiful. And you don't like believe it so that you can't put any feeling into it. But I can believe that it's possible for me and I can absolutely commit to myself and that future. So, all right, your very last one. So there's 10 things. Number 10 is to plan your happiness? How do we plan our happiness? Well, I've given you a lot of tools today and you basically just have to say to yourself, I plan for my retirement. You know, I plan uh, my meals. I plan to be healthy. And I do that by buying healthy things in the grocery store, for example. Um, you know, if you want to take care of your teeth, then you plan to see the dentist. If you need to take care of your car, then you plan to see a mechanic or take your car to the mechanic. But where in your calendar have you planned for happiness? Where in your calendar is there a plan for that? Take a look at your calendar. I use my phone for my calendar and my computer is all on Google. Where in your calendar does it say, I'm committing an hour or 30 minutes or two hours to self-care and happiness? I'm going to read, I'm going to um, take a course, I'm going to uh, go hiking. Um, one of my uh, coaching clients actually, who's gonna be taking freedom to rise with me, but I challenged her, she keeps telling me she loves hiking. 
And so I challenged her. I said, when's the last time you went hiking on your own? Like, when is the last time that you just went for a hike? Not about the kids, because that's not a hike. Let's face it. That's a stroll. That's frustrating and ends up with you carrying your kids out of the area that you went hiking in. Right. And so she sent me a picture on the weekend. Um, she went on a four hour hike by herself. She took gorgeous pictures. Like the vistas were incredible. She lives out on the West coast. It was, it, it made me very happy for her, but she planned for it. She told me on, on our last call last week on Friday, she told me when she was going to do it. And that's when she did it. But if she hadn't planned it, I don't know that that hike would have happened. So what is your plan? And I'd love to see that in the chat as well. Like, what is your plan for happiness here, ladies? What are you going to do that makes you happy now? There is an 11th thing here that you can do for your happiness that I want to talk to you about. And that is this course that I'm running. It's called Freedom to Rise. Some of you on this call, I know, have taken it. Give it a little wave if you have. But um, <laughs> uh, the reason I'm recommending this course to you is because I take you on this journey from where you are now to where you want to be. So I want to be happy. The thing with the word happy is it's a really vague word. What's happiness to me is very different from what's happiness to you. What's happiness to Rosa is different from what's happiness to Eva on this call. But the key is to understand what your happiness is. What does your happiness look like? And how are you going to get it? And yes, I've given you some tools today, but we all know that when tomorrow comes around, you might actually forget. If you're anything like me, you might go to bed tomorrow night and go, shit I totally forgot to do what I was planning on doing this morning and the thing that happens is we need a coach we need an accountability person we need a structure sometimes to get this new pattern going and the other thing that happens very typical when we're trying to make a change like this remember what I've been telling you over and over again about your brain pulling you back inevitably something will happen that kind of throws you off course Maybe you get a bad cold. Maybe something happens with one of your kids. Maybe your ex suddenly refuses to participate in mediation and now everything is uncertain again. Like things happen. And when we get derailed from a new path that hasn't really become our path yet, like our true self yet, we abandon that so fast. We don't even know we've done it. We don't even know that we got on it. It's just gone. We slip back into the past and now we're back to living the old program that's on autopilot. For you to make a happiness track autopilot, you have to be consistent. You have to commit to it every day. And when you get those really hard times, you will need people who can go, okay, so that happened. How do we find the happy in that? How do we, how do we allow for this thing to go on? Because you can't prevent it. It's out of your control but still kind of parallel to it, feel happy. You know, when I went through my divorce, it was a very hostile one. This incredibly stressful, incredibly cost up, cost, costly, sorry, I'm losing my words here, thing was going on beside me. But I decided that I'm not letting that run my day. I, am, I was already starting down this happy path and I thought I am not living in the past. I am not going to let what happens in court be me. It just, I won't allow it. And I didn't. So I had that stressor and I certainly felt it when I was there. But when I came home, I was actually able to turn it off. I was actually able to just go, that was shit. 
well, I'm home, my kids are here and my life is good. And I living in my little half house, uh, my friends and I painted and I have my favorite pillow on my bed and we're all good here. And I was able to do that. And that, that is exactly what I am teaching you in Freedom to Rise is how to, to win the day at the end, how to always come back to yourself, to come back to your heart and to honor that happy place, to get back to planning that trip get back to choosing that thing that's going to make you happy and really stand by your commitment, which I believe you have made to yourself today. Yeah, I want to be happy. I can commit to that. I want to be happy. I'm willing to do what it takes. Well, I ask you now, are you, are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to, are you willing to sign up for a course that costs a lot of money? And are you willing to not let that be the reason? You know, when it comes to taking courses and doing things like that that cost money, even going on that trip that you might want to go on or buying the pillow might feel expensive, you know? But if you believe and you know that there's happiness on the end of that, then isn't it worth it? Is there honestly a dollar figure that is high enough that it's like, yeah, no. And I'm not, I'm not charging a million dollars for this course, by the way. It's affordable. But what I basically want you to understand is that you need to decide what your happiness is worth to you. And you might say to yourself, well, you just gave me 11 things or 10 things, Elizabeth, so I can, I can do this on my own. And I'm not saying you can't, but it's going to be harder and it's going to be more like two steps forward, one step back. Not because there's something wrong with you, but because that's just life. Life gets in the way. The truth is when you work with someone and most importantly, like when you have guidance, yes, from me, but you also have this group of women who are taking it with you, holding you up, supporting you and lifting you up on those days where you feel like throwing in the towel and it's like happiness doesn't exist for me. That is gold. And there's no price tag on that. And that collapses time. Literally, it literally takes you from here. Like I talked about in the beginning to there way faster because we just get to kind of all of us will just kick away the boulders that are blocking you. So who is going to join me for this journey of happiness with the next freedom to rise? That's what we call it. It's like, we're going to knock it out of the park for the rest of 2022. And we're going to kick off 2023. Like there's no tomorrow. I asked a question in the Facebook group. I think this morning there's, it's only like three months left and it's 2023. What do you imagine yourself wanting 2023 to look like i'd love to see that in the chat like what would be you know it's new year's eve now 2022 what do you imagine yourself wanting for 2023 for yourself like just pop a word into the chat what is something that you're going to want for 2023 freedom happiness joy love what's something that you want oh there we go okay less stress more love joy love it love it does anyone know, by the way, my middle name is Joy. So like, hello, who's better to get you to Joy than me? That's actually true. Like, I'm not making this up. My name is Elizabeth Joy. See, I was just like, when I was born, I was given that name so that I could say that to you today. Um, Eva, you want love and true happiness. Love it. Love it. No way, Melanie. Your name is Joy. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, that's fun. That's fun. Okay. I'm going to take you guys off mute, by the way, or you can unmute yourselves. I thought it was best to end there, but suffice it to say that we had a great conversation after that. And now though, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about 
freedom to rise and about your choices and what you are doing to make changes, positive changes in your life. In the very beginning of this episode, or when I started talking on this masterclass, I talked about we have to commit to making changes in our lives. And I even mentioned, you know, where in your calendar does it show that you are prioritizing your happiness? So I want to ask you that again. In what area of your life, where in your calendar does it show that you're committed to feeling happy? Now you listened to this whole episode and it's the longest one that I've recorded yet. And I thank you for giving me your time and for doing this even for yourself. But now's the time to take it one step further. Life doesn't change because we listen to a podcast episode. It changes because of what we do as a result of it. It changes when we change how we do things, how we see things, the perspective that we have. So I want to invite you to make that change. I want to invite you to be part of something that will change everything. I want to invite you to embrace the freedom to rise as a new you, as someone who is committed to your happiness, to your future, and to creating a life for yourself that is for you, that is your version of happiness. You might not know exactly what that looks like. We'll work on that together. You might not know how to get there. That's why you're taking the course with me. I'll help you get there. You might be thinking, but I've got all these things that are standing in the way. We will get rid of those together. This is a journey. This is something that we will work through in a logical order, week by week, and you will notice the shift. If nothing else, head over to the page and read the testimonials from students who've taken the course before you. Other women who absolutely committed to their happiness. Some of them even took the course twice because they got so far the first time, they're like, I don't want to stop the momentum, I wanna keep going. That's available to you as well, but let's just get you started, shall we? Look, this course starts a week today. When you're listening to this episode, you have one week before we get started. Don't miss out on this. Don't miss out on the opportunity to make a positive change in your life. Don't wait. What are you waiting for? Permission, everything to be perfect, everything else to be sorted. When in life does that ever happen? Decide now. You decide that now is the right time for you to start to feel different, to feel better, to feel happy, to feel strong, confident, to get your self-esteem back. Now is your time. You wouldn't be listening if it wasn't. So follow the links in the show notes below or go directly to theseparationclub.com slash yes and join the Freedom to Rise movement towards your new happy life. Join the rest of us because together we are truly stronger and we want to do this with you. I'll see you there. And until then, I'll chat with you next time on the Blessing and Divorce and have a truly beautiful day.